Hey guys, Raw Motivations here. Just wanted to come and talk to you today about narcissism, but specifically about an old story, a story of narcissists. You might have heard of this story before, and I want to kind of read an excerpt uh, out of a book that's explaining a little bit about it and in terms of how it relates to narcissism in everyday life. So the book I'm going to be coming to you from um, today right now is called When Narcissism Comes to Church. It's a really good read. I'd highly recommend it. Uh, I'm halfway through, so I can't recommend the entire book, but the first half that I read is really good. It's not from a like a, just a Christian perspective. It is talking about how people get abused in churches, how people get abused with narcissism in those type of environments. Anyways, I'll talk more about that later, but wanted to talk to you really quick about this. I'm going to read this real quick for you. The myth of narcissists tells the story well. While often told as a tale of excessive self-love, it is precisely self-love that narcissist was lacking. It's a story of being stuck, immobilized, fixed in a death dance. In his youth, he ran free, hunting in the forest, loved and desired by young women. But he would let no one touch his heart. This is the wound of shame. One who is ashamed cannot connect and cannot become vulnerable. His immovable untouchable. Narcissus finds himself thirsty one day and makes his way to a clear pool for a drink. In the water he sees his reflection, an image so striking that he reaches in to embrace it, but the image is lost whenever the water is disrupted, as it is with each future effort, leaving Narcissus all the more desperate. Immobilized before the pool, he pines for the image that he will never return his love and eventually succumbs to the neglect of his basic needs. Now in here it says, Terence Real articulates the tale's meaning well. People often think of narcissists as the symbol of excessive self-regard, but in fact, he exemplifies the opposite. As the Renaissance philosopher Marcello Finicino observed in the 1500s, Narcissists did not suffer from an overabundance of self-love, but rather from its deficiency. The myth is a parable about paralysis. The youth who first appears in restless motion is suddenly rooted in one spot, unable to leave the elusive spirit. As Fidesino remarked, if Narcissus had possessed real self-love, he would have been able to leave his fascination. The curse of Narcissus is immobilization, not out of love for himself, but out of dependency upon his image. Narcissus is trapped in a vicious narcissistic feedback loop. The name Narcissus comes from the Greek narc, which means numbness, a kind of stupor. It is the sting of addiction that Narcissus experiences. So really interesting because I, the one part that I highlighted and underlined, the curse of Narcissus is immobilization, but not out of love for himself, but out of dependency upon his image. You see, so often it's easy to say, like, narcissists love themselves so much. Narcissists love everything about them. Like, the only way to get past, like, the narcissist love is for them to stop looking at themselves. And an aspect of that is true. But when you take it really full circle, what the narcissist is in love with is their image. You might have heard me talk about how image is such a high thing for a narcissist. Image is all about what they are about. And control and manipulation and gaslighting and lies all stem from this and stem around it to the point where it comes back to it of saying, hey, I have to do everything in my power to protect the image 
that I have created. I did that, and I've done that, and I struggle with that on a day-to-day basis sometimes as I try to go back and work through the things that have caused me to be narcissistic and that I still struggle with each and every day. That's why I'm in therapy every single week. That's why I'm in therapy working to strive to become a better person because otherwise it's so easy to get wrapped up in an image. It's so easy to get wrapped up into a thought, into a concept, into a reality that I would build and portray and think, hey, this is who I am. But in reality, it wasn't true. A narcissist will do just about anything to be able to manipulate and control other people's perception of their image. Maybe you experienced this. Maybe you experienced it as you interacted with your narcissist and you realized, hey, this person will throw me under the bus as fast as possible if I ever come to the place where I'm going to tarnish their image. They're going to discard me as fast as possible if they start to think that I'm going to affect their status or how they appear to others. You see this in how they interact with others. You see this how they interact on social media. I want to keep a certain image. I want to keep a certain image that I'm a single to the world. So as a result, I won't, I won't uh, friend you. I won't let you on my social media. I won't tag you on my social media. We won't show that we're in a relationship on social media. And it goes time and time again where people are like, whoa, like what's going on here? And they're like, oh, I'm just not into social media. Oh, I'm just not into this. Like, oh, no, what they are is they're consumed about their image and they want to keep their image to appear single to the rest of the world. A narcissist is all about their image. Hey guys, just jumping on real quick here to talk about Anchor. If you haven't heard of it, Anchor is through Spotify. It's one of the easiest ways just to be able to produce a podcast. It's got everything you need in just one place. So Anchor has the tools. It allows you to record, edit, do everything you need to make a podcast right from your phone or your computer. And when hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcasts on different platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many different more. It's an awesome tool. I love using it. I've been using it for a little bit now. And the cool thing about it is it's absolutely free. So if you're interested in starting up a podcast, if you're interested in getting involved in podcast work, then download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Now, I find it interesting like how the book talks about how they're like immobilized about it, how, how it's such a huge aspect that they lose, that the, the character in the book, Narcissus, loses his sense of self-worth. He loses his, his taking care of himself. He loses all this stuff to keep that image secure. And when you think about it, a narcissist loses a ton of stuff inside them and hurts a ton of people around them to keep that image locked in, to keep that image redefined and secure and private and public and however they want it to be, but above all things to protect the image. How did your narcissist, how did your toxic person protect their image around you? And at what cost did it come to you? to your well-being, to your sense of self-worth, to your wholeness, to your walk of life, to your isolation, being isolated from your friends, from your family, of being smeared after or behind the scenes. How did the narcissist do that to you? Because again, the narcissist is only controlled and is only focused 
on controlling and manipulating their image. And as a result, they will walk over anybody else. They will completely devalue, discard you. They'll do anything in their power to make sure that they look like the good person. Oftentimes you'll hear them say it. I'm not a bad person. I'm a good person. I'm a good guy. I'm a good girl. Like, I'm a good person. Like, I don't understand why everybody thinks I mess up so much or why work keeps firing me in all these jobs. Like, I don't get it. I'm a really good person. It's almost like they're trying to convince themselves or convince other people. When in reality, it's not true. And it's not demonstrated by day-to-day consistent behavior. Maybe you're in a relationship where you're struggling with this other person that seems to be really consumed about their image. Maybe it's their physical looks. Maybe it's their overall demeanor. Maybe it's their knowledge. Maybe it's how they interact with people at work. Maybe it's the the type of mentality, like the, the genre of life that they've built on that image. You might be dealing with someone who's fake. You might be dealing with someone who has narcissistic tendencies or narcissistic traits. That's something for you to think about and something for you to consider because a person like this will be very, very, very consumed with their image, what people believe about them, what people think about them, and how people interact with them on a day-to-day basis. You'll see this at times with partners that are split apart, where the dad now wants to appear like a loving father even though he's never cared about the kids. Where the mom wants to act like she comes into their lives and dotes on the kids when she hasn't seen them in three months. These are the type of things that you'll see time and time again of people that are consumed with their image and want to portray that to everybody out there. But in reality, that's not the truth of who they are and of how they've lived. If you're struggling with this, if you've been with someone who is like this, I'd love to be able to talk to you and love to be able to reach out to you. If you go to my website, rawmotivations.com, click on one-on-ones, would love to have one-on-one session with you just to be able to help you work through this, to work through to find closure, to work through to get out of a trauma bond, to work through whatever it might be as you're getting away from your narcissist. Oftentimes I provide a unique perspective coming from the aspect of a self-aware narcissist saying, hey, this is what I struggle with, this is how my mind thinks, this is probably what they're thinking, and it helps kind of close the gaps and the loops with several people whenever we talk. If you want to be a part of a community that's trying to grow and trying to encourage others, then go download the NARC app, Narcissistic Abuse Recovery Community. It's an app with over a thousand people on it just now that are trying to work to build a better life by encouraging others, by setting up no contact, by keeping true to the truth of the facts of what is going on in their situation because that is what's going to set them free on a day-to-day basis. That's what we try to practice. That's what we try to show of how to break free and how to live free a new life where you're in charge and not being controlled by someone else. Would love to interact with you. Love to talk to you. Please reach out and look on some of the other social media platforms. We got TikTok, Instagram, Facebook. Would love to have you interact on there. Or if you're listening on the podcast, either on Apple or on Spotify, leave a rating, leave a review because we're trying to spread the message about narcissism and to be able to tell people to bring awareness, growth, healing, and change. Thanks so much. Hey, I hope you've enjoyed these episodes. I love interacting with different people. If you're interested, reach out to me sometime through my website, Raw Motivations. Would love to interact with you. Either send us a message there, uh, schedule one-on-one so I can talk to you, try to work with you through whatever whatever you're going through on life. You know, Whether that's a relationship, uh, narcissism, uh, whether that's just life trying to get from one step to the other and trying to figure out how do I break out of this mind fog of what's going on. Would love to talk to you more. 
We'd love to see you guys reach out and comment and like on different things. We've got Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. We'd love to see interactions there. And as you're listening to this, like, go ahead and rate us. Give us a couple of ratings just to help promote this message to other people so other people can have positivity in their lives as we're trying to grow, change, and help other people find that awareness as well.